It's time for Recipe of the Day. I've told you way too often that beet greens are my favorite vegetable, and I think I've mentioned too that at this time of year, they are just not nice. The greens attached to the beets are limp and just not not at their best. So I do not get to have a beet green feast in the winter, but often the Swiss chard is beautiful. And while it doesn't quite taste as good as beet greens, it doesn't really have that like slight beet sweetness in the stems. It is a wonderful vegetable. I find the leaves really buttery and the stems just aren't as like tough and bitter as some of the other greens stems are and so they're just a really really great choice. I am going to tell you my favorite way to cook Swiss chard but first I'm going to remind you that you can get the links to the recipes that I talk about in this podcast over at cookthestory.com slash rotd and if you are a new listener you can subscribe from there as well and then you'll get a new recipe just like this one in your podcast feed every single day seven days a week. You can Subscribe to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and you can subscribe there or search for recipe of the day wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Swiss chard. I'm sure you've seen Swiss chard in the grocery store before. It's got these really big, dark green leaves. Sometimes the leaves head towards a purple color. They can be lighter as well, depending on the variety, but they're really long, a little bit wrinkly, and then the stems are so vibrant. The most common color is kind of a red, vibrant, scarlet colored stem. They also come in a more orange color, yellow, and sometimes white. Sometimes they are labeled just Swiss chard, sometimes red chard, orange chard. Sometimes they are called rainbow chard because of all those beautiful colors. Now, a lot of people like to saute or like stir fry Swiss chard, and I've done the comparison side by side, and I really do think that the way I cook them by simmering is tastier. You end up with the salt from the water getting right into the stems because it's being soaked up by the stems, and I think that counters a little bit of the bitterness. And then also, if you're going to be sauteing them, you're actually adding an oil of some kind with a slightly higher smoke point, not butter, which is the only oil we're using in this recipe. And that oil ends up all on the outside of the leaves. And I just find it's not adding a ton of flavor or niceness. Whereas we simmer them in that salted water and then add butter at the end. And you get that nice buttery flavor, which I really think brings out the butteriness in the Swiss chard leaves themselves. Now, the stems of Swiss chard are quite delicate. They are more like the beet greens, my favorite green, my favorite vegetable, much more like that than they are like the tough stems of kale or collard greens. So they don't actually have to cook that long, but they do need to cook for longer than the leaves. And so the way that I'm going to teach you how to make these involves separating those two things out. You're going to start by getting out a big colander and putting your bunch of Swiss chard in there, untie it if they're tied with like a twist tie or whatever, undo them, and then let let them be loose in the big colander and run lots of cold water over them, kind of move them around in there. You don't want any dirt or grit left on those. Then you're going to just kind of shake off the excess water. We are simmering them in water, so it doesn't matter that there's water on them. You just don't want water all over your cutting board, right? And then you're going to peel the leaves off of the stems. I find if I just put two fingers on either side of the stem and pull towards the leafy side, the leaves just come right off and then keep the stems and the leaves in separate piles. 
you are going to cut the stems into two inch pieces, trim off any little ugly ends if there are any, and then cut those stems into about two inch pieces. And then just run your knife through the leaves a little bit. They can be in three to four inch pieces. That's not going to matter as much. You just don't want the really full size of the leaves because that's going to be too much of a mouthful even once they cook down. Okay, you're getting out a large saucepan and you're putting about an inch of water in there with half a teaspoon of salt. Put the lid on, bring it up to a boil. It's only going to take a moment. You probably could have even gotten that water boiling before you started washing off the Swiss chard in the colander. Get that water going and then when you're ready to put the Swiss chard in, your water is boiling. So salted water, about an inch of it, boiling and you are going to add just the stems to that. Give them a stir. Let it come back up to a boil and then reduce the heat down to a simmer and simmer them for three and a half minutes. Then add in those leaves, give them a stir, and you're going for another one and a half minutes. At that point, if you use a fork and poke one of those stems, it is going to be perfectly fork tender. You can drain those back into that same colander you used before. Maybe give it a rinse in case there was any dirt or grit in there, but it's perfectly safe to put those greens back through that colander and then put them back into the saucepan with about half a tablespoon of butter, stir to coat, and start eating them with a fork straight from that saucepan. That's what I do. I love them so much. And you know, this is one of those things that nobody in my family likes as much as I do. So I tend to make it when I'm home alone. And yes, I do snack on it from the saucepan. Okay, I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD to get it there. And I would like to request that if you make this recipe and love it, or any of the recipes from Cook the Story, make sure you leave a five-star rating and a comment. Those five stars really help me bring more people to the site, more people to the podcast, because people see those stars when they search for things on Google, and they're more likely to click on them and come. And then they see your comment, they learn a little bit more, they know if this is the recipe that's right for them. And of course, those stars and comments let me know that you're making these recipes, and that really makes my day every time I see it. So please leave that five-star rating. I'm Christine Pittman from Cook the Story. Let's get cooking.